What? We should be live. Everything sound okay, guys? Everything going? Just peachy keen? You're very... <laughs> That's a very loud uh, and enthusiastic scream you have there, Gonzo. <laughs> Hello! Yeah. I'm really excited to be back. I'm excited, excited, excited. I didn't get to go anywhere, unlike y'all. Y'all got to go get liquor. I have to get everything pre-done and have it all up and ready. Yeah, and I didn't go outside today. Neither did I. I don't know what you're on about. Yeah, I don't know about y'all. I don't get to buy liquor on Sunday. You know, I am in the South. So, I mean, so Smokey and the Bandit. So, welcome to episode, Kathy? Uh, 72. <laughs> I think I said with not quite the certainty I usually have. We've got to be a way to figure this out for sure. Right? Like going on to 72. 72. Almost like I watched episode yeah. 71 earlier because I wasn't on it. I should just trust okay, myself. Yeah. Episode 72. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of Adepticon coming up in two weeks. Um, there are per some predictions. Nine days. Nine days. Yeah. Nine days. Did you have some pause? Two weeks. Not long. Um, and we're doing kind of like uh, predictions of what people are going to be bringing out. Uh, different people, different games, uh, things I've heard uh, of what's going to be oh. there. What have you heard? I have heard some rumors. Wait, we've lost a couple people since the uh, pre-ramble. Yeah, I mean, bad. yeah, the pre-ramble's the interesting part. And everyone's like, Psh, we're out. We're out. We're done. Yeah. yeah. that. We quit this bitch. We're done. So, uh, we always lose a few, and then it comes back up. Jason because those usually bots. Jason on, though, apparently. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, hey, Jason. Thanks for watching, buddy. We appreciate it. I am actually working. Uh, we are a media partner with Breachstorm, and they sent me two of their starter boxes. Uh, of course, the, uh, the Zrintharar Pride and the Homeworld Confederacy. Um, I've already put some Confederacy together before, and I've gotten three of the cats put together during the pre-ramble. Um, two of these guys. Hey, Brian. I see and you. Then, hey, Bye. Brian. And then one of these guys, or girls, I guess. I don't know. Um, and then I'm working on, this guy looks like he's got a shotgun of some sort. Um, I'm putting them together. He's got a full Breedstorm is going to be running demos at Adepticon Crimson. Crimson asks, what's happening with Breedstorm? So. Yep, he will be there at Adepticon running demos again. Uh, don't know where his booth is, but he does say it on there. Um, it's not a gigantic booth. space, and it's not nah. like Gen Con where you can get lost, so it should be pretty easy to stumble across. Yeah. Uh, last year, he was um, at the second entrance to the vendor room. Like I feel like you were going in underneath the stairs, and you went out on the far right-hand side. He was over there. Um, oh. That's where he was. Um, so other than that, um, we are episode 72. John, do we have anybody we need to give a shout out to? Not that I'm aware of. Um, not anyone that would be, you know, this sounds terrible, but missed on sort of like a, a global level. There's some, a local celebrity died in my area, uh, the traffic guy we all knew, which is sad, but a bunch of other people who I, I didn't really recognize, nothing I'm in, but you know. 
No one big, I don't think. Kathy, what are you drinking today? I am drinking a gin and tonic. Oh, shit. And, you know, Jim is making me tea, which will probably be jasmine tea, which I love. So. Will it whistle whenever it's ready? I guess, Kathy, will it whistle when yes. it's ready? I am, I am answering Crimson's question in oh. the chat. How <laughs> many people does Adepticon get thinking of going next year? About 5,000. I was just going to type that out while you were talking, but I can say it out loud. I'd type it. <laughs> there you go, both. So, yeah. So, Adepticon draws around 5,000 people. It, it still has a healthy uh, games workshop scene for... For a while, Games Workshop kind of yanked their sponsorship, and everybody went along and uh, still did the tournaments and everything as usual. There was just less prize support, but in uh, since GW has kind of turned the ship around and uh, and righted its course, uh, they have come back to Adepticon. Okay. It sounds really terrible to say yanked their sponsorship. Really fair to say they stopped sponsoring everything yeah. they, they, like... stopped, they did it wasn't just adepticon you're right yeah, it wasn't like we did something just... wrong and they said screw you yeah, it, was it was like just a corporate they... decision to that's not worth any money and then they realized oh no that's that's worth much more goodwill yeah. than we thought yeah yeah the building the community actually matters it turns out <laughs> what building a community <laughs> matters that is mad so, so it's good to see games workshop back and we love what what they are doing uh, these days, and uh, but among them is Privateer Press. They will be there, you know, with tournaments and running demo events, and you know the smaller ones like Breachstorm, like Arena Rex. Kind uh, of, there's a few other ones, and why I'm just spacing it. Um, well, Want to get through our alcohol first, then we can get out. I guess. <laughs> John, what are you drinking? Uh, well, I've got some uh, uh, Tippy Cow. Uh, it's like rum with cream, and it's uh, rum with cream. Uh, it's like that called Jamrock like... Mint, so it's kind of uh, apropos. That smells sort of like a, smells like a thin mint, pretty much. Like mint and rum together. That almost sounds like my vanilla orange Coke and rum, which while it sounded good to me. It did not, in fact, taste good. It tastes like diabetes, I'm sure. It didn't sound like it No, I like the vanilla orange Coke by itself, but it just doesn't go well with rum. My boss said it was very sweet. We decided probably mix it with vodka. Take away. That would be the the better choice. There you go. Uh, And I'm going to follow this up since there's not much of it because I want to bring the whole bottle up. Uh, I have some uh, Jim Beam vanilla mixed with uh, Dr. Pepper. And then in case, just in case, I've got these little uh, Hershey's Cookie Layer Crunches mints if uh, I want to try Ooh, and cram one of those like in my a, mouth with the uh, like tossy cow. pie. It is. It's a little, little thicker, a little less mint, a little more chocolate, but it's pretty tasty. Benian's oh. drinking rum chata. No, he's not. And I have to say... He's well, saying he's it's like rum chata. He's not drinking rum chata. Oh, it's like rum chata? Yeah, it is sort of like rum chata. It seemed like it would be, because that's like horchata with rum, which is different from yeah. cream with rum. But uh, Tossy Cow is up in, uh, I guess, uh, Wisconsin way up there my old co-host. Uh, and uh, I just saw it in there, and I'm like, yeah, I try to buy something new every time. So I bought this. Um, 
Gonzo, what are you drinking? I am drinking a port today. Uh, Bin 42. Um, not a lot today because I got other things I have to do today and I want to be, I don't want to be too for snickered tonight. What? <laughs> like your ghost has been drinking since noon. What? I haven't been drinking since noon. That's why it was one of your co-hosts, not yourself. Uh, okay, I've only been drinking since 10. That's before noon. <laughs> so, alright. So, Even with time zones, that's before noon. <laughs> for everybody out there, thanks for watching. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Be safe out there. Cheers. 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 Sláinte. Oh, damn, that's good. I am such a sucker for port. So today we're going to talk about Adepticon. Um, it's coming up in nine days, as Kathy has said. Um, Adepticon is one of my favorite conventions to go to, and I'm very bummed that I'm not going to be able to make it this year. Um, it is so sad. It is also uh, one of my favorite conventions to go to. Yeah, it is one of my top two conventions. I will try to go to it every single time I can. Except for this year, I can't, so I'm really bummed. Um, so I'm hoping next year I get to go to it. Um, and that all depends on when they decide to uh, do it next year and if my spring break is during that time. Um, it's the only reason I usually get to go, because my spring break. My spring break is this week, which sucks, because I can't go. Um, but I really like Adepticon. It seems like the gamers of gamer type convention. Uh, it's got a lot of people in it, and of course, we have someone that does know a lot about Gen uh, about Adepticon. Um, that has to be Kathy, because it sure ain't me. Yeah, it is Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kathy, what do you actually do for Adepticon, and uh, what? Give us a breakdown of what Adepticon is for the people that just kind of don't know. And if you don't know, uh, you will. It started out. How about about fifteen years ago or so, as a uh, as a war Warhammer tournament, and that's all it was for the first couple years. And they added what was then Warhammer Fantasy, and then when Lord of the Rings, you know, started to grow, they added Lord of the Rings, and then they decided they should be more inclusive of other games uh, a few years back. So now it's it's all, you know. Privateer Press and uh, Guild Ball and Infinity and Saga. Actually, Saga is one that I think would be tremendously fun to learn. I just I don't have enough space, money, or time to to learn all the games I want to. But I did a demo of Saga last year, and it was so much fun, and I, I really liked the mechanics of it. I can say preach that, Kathy, because that's the way it is with all of us. <laughs> I got games and models, and I'm like sitting in the back where I'm like, I may never get back to that game. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Mantic is there with their Kings of War tournament and everything. Mm -hmm. There's just a, a crap ton of uh, tabletop wargaming tournaments. And there's a ton of other, you know, wargame companies that are there just to do demos, to sell their product, you know, like Wild West Exodus. And uh, and Breachstorm, like Trevi's mm -hmm. game, and uh, it is just 
you know, it's not huge like Gen Con, so it's not overwhelming. Well, you know, you, you say that, but what's weird is you go, it has 5,000 people show up. And you go, 5,000 people, crap, that's a ton of people. But it's nowhere and near what Gen Con is. I look at 5,000 people and and I base it on the conventions that I used to work at uh, as a t-shirt vendor. And we used to do uh, anime conventions and comic cons and media conventions and and Gen Con. And, uh, and those are, you know, tens of thousands. Correct. Yeah. That they get. So to me, Adepticon, while at 5,000, is still pretty small. But as far as wargaming conventions go, it's the biggest one in the world for tabletop wargaming. Um, it's interesting. My first time there, um, I went to it, and people are like, oh, you know, they have a 40K tournament. No, they don't have a 40K tournament. They have the 40K tournament. They have several 40K tournaments. Yeah. I mean, you walk in and it's hundred plus people playing, and mm-hmm. it's huge. It's at uh, least one hundred sixty people for their their championship tournament, and then they have team tournaments, which there's four guys on a side for team tournaments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the one year I went and they had it there last year too was you can come in and play in the mega battle. And what it is at the very back of all of the um, 40K stuff, there's this one big table that has this large-scale battle. And that large-scale battle has so many freaking Titan-type stuff. And you're, you know... Hey, Xander! You're just this one cog in the whole entire thing just trying to get through. And you can drop in and drop out at any time. Which I thought was kind of kind of fun, kind of cool, because it was just, hey, I want to play this big warlord titan that I'm never going to own, and they're like, yeah, here you go, we can let you play that. And yeah, I I love that they have a friendlies tournament too, yeah. which is of course run by uh, John and my mutual friend Jeff Wallachs and and Brian Carlson. They uh they do a fantastic job running this friendly tournament, which is a smaller Warhammer, uh, 40k tournament. And it has a theme every year. Every year they come up with like a really silly theme, and you like get bonus points if you dress up uh, thematically. <laughs> and yeah, I forget what it is this turn this year. I want to say it's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So, I mean, it's you think friendly. It's it's still forty k. So you yeah. just have to keep that in mind. Yeah, I know that um, besides the 40K, they got a really good Age of Sigmar. Uh, it still was pretty big. Uh, I know that, um, whatchamacallit, um, uh, Malifaux was there last year. They didn't have it as big as they did the year before. Oh, I see a, I see a Facebook question. Ooh. Jason Henley says, can you still enjoy Adepticon without the competitive tournament scene? Say, for example, if you're a filthy casual. Yes. There is open gaming for filthy casuals. Yep, it is. I was going to say earlier that is sort of the difference between Gen Con and Adepticon. As Gen Con is made more for the filthy casuals, Adepticon is a little bit of both, but a little more towards people who want to have tournament play. But there is still always plenty to do for casuals. 
Yeah, and and so far, you know, as it goes these days, uh, you don't need a membership if you're not participating in events. So if you're not going to tournaments, you can just drop in and maybe stay late and catch a a game or two of of whatever people are playing in the hallways. Some one-off game of something. And there's a lot of games. I mean, like uh, the last year I went, I know I saw Malifaux, Course Privateer Press, Infinity, uh, some, I don't know if it was Flames of War or something like that. Warlord uh, Games has a presence there, and and so does Battlefront. So you've got Flames of War tournaments, and you have uh, Bolt Action tournaments as well. And as well as... Two. What's that? All the World War Two. Yeah. All the World War Two, and Warlord also has a Gates of Antares. I don't know if they have a tournament for that, but I know they're doing demos of Gates of Antares, which is their uh, sci-fi uh, war game. Uh, get yeah, all tournament because it's it's not quite taken off yet. They're still trying to build that following. Yeah. Now there's also been Guild Ball, Arena Rex. Um, and that was where I first saw Conquest, which is actually making a pretty decent presence. I don't know if y'all have ever seen that yet. Um, Conquest is a new fantasy uh, regimental game where you've got you know blocks of units like old style uh, fantasy, uh, and it's got like some weird stuff. A lot of people are started talking about it. Uh, they had a huge, huge, huge demo display ta- or huge display table. Uh, and they just came up from a really good thing at um, Gamma recently. Okay. Oh, that's the Spanish game. Yes. A lot yes, of people have been I talking about that. that. I loved that. Last year I played a demo of that, and it was it was a lot of fun, and I love the lore of that world, too. Yes. A lot of people have been talking about that. Um, the rules are, are free. I don't think the rules are 100% yet. Um, but the models are insanely cool looking the models for the aliens are amazing and original yes the models for the humans are kind of like bretonian probably good with detail but yeah they, they look like bretonians for uh warhammer fantasy your you know, typical like, medieval fantasy yeah medieval spearmen and stuff yeah long woman etc um i know a lot of people have been talking about that lately uh, since Gamma uh, kicked off, because uh, people was like, uh, "Did you like old school forty old school Warhammer Fantasy with you know the blocks of troops and stuff?" And you hate Kings of War. This is your <laughs> game. Um, if you like old school fantasy that much, I don't know how you could hate Kings of War. It is well, pretty yeah. solid. Well, this one is supposedly the rules are much better, uh, and a lot of people are liking it. Um, I'm gonna have to. I know our local group is very interested in it, and I was going to jump in and read about it and test see see what it was like because that was also free online. Might as well give them give them a perusal. That's the best yeah. thing. If you guys find a game that has free online rules, take a look. Yeah. Um, because last year, because uh, Fantasy Flight is there, yeah. uh, they had a huge, huge X Wing tournament, um, and then they brought that's when they brought out Legion. Yep. Um, which everybody went gaga over. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then, um, what was some other? Simon was there, um, which was interesting because they had some models and I thought that were cool, but you couldn't get some of this stuff. And then they gave us Dark Age. Uh, everybody that g- got a uh, VIP kit got 
the Dark Age box set. Oh, yeah. And two Dark books. Age has been around for freaking ever. Yeah. Well, luckily, that's because the guy who uh, made it owns the owns it. So yeah. he has, just has gets someone else it. to distribute yeah. it for him, which is good because it means it can stay around through all the craziness. Well, did you hear that Simon's uh, going to be distributed by Asmodee North America now? Yep. We're going to talk about this? We don't need to talk about this. We're talking about Adepticon, but it was worth mentioning. <laughs> it is news in the gaming world. No, no. It is goose. I'm just not sure if we want to go into it because I have some pretty strong <laughs> so, so I just wanted to say I'm excited because my friend's game, Giga Robot, is doing demos oh. at Adepticon. I, I, I'm interested in Giga Robot. I've been following him on Twitter Giga for Robo a bit. Is, yeah, that is a uh, card driven uh, miniatures game uh, in the anime style. And it's just, it's just so much fun. It's like kind of like Monpa, kind of. Yes. But not, you know. I think they were there it's last year, weren't they? They were there last year, and they were there the year before last, too. And it was actually a friend of mine who I've known from way back in uh, the Chicago Battle Bunker days. And uh, well, I just cool. thought it was cool that they they came up with a game that's really fun and it's full of giant anime robots battling through the streets of, you know, the city. The city. <laughs> um, I know that... I know that I heard one rumor... <laughs> And I don't think it's a rumor. I think uh, they they said it, but I don't know because X Wing is starting to pick up in pretty big. It, it, it's get, it's coming back, even though I wouldn't say it's been gone. But since the changing of the rules, some people had stepped away. Um, but uh, Wait, it's say it right, guns though. All the power gamers took a siesta, yeah. so now it's significantly more interesting for casuals, like Correct. it should have been. But the tournament scene is definitely picking back up. Yeah. Um, supposedly that they are bringing out a special paint job miniature. Um, you can only get it at Adepticon, supposedly. Would not surprise me, because they have the special Darth Vader that's only available at Star Wars Celebration. Yep. For Legion. So, which... We're slightly sad we can't get it, but we'll be okay. Huh. I'm sure it'll be on eBay for, like, too much money. That's another rant we could go on, but I won't. Hey, Trevi. fine. It's all good. See Trevi on our Facebook chat. Hey, Trevi. Gonzo is just talking about your cat people. The Jren. 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 Okay, my co-host. Post ramble. There's a post ramble now. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I kind of like that idea, but yeah, no. <laughs> no, hey, a rant by John at the end when he has his maximum Ooh. alcohol is not a good idea. No. No. Um, let's see. <laughs> uh, it'd be interesting to see what uh, Privateer Press brings uh, yep. as uh, exclusives because. I know that they people were upset they didn't have Source of Zero there, which I wouldn't be surprised if they had. Yeah, and I'm, I'm also interested to see if they bring any demo for like Riot Quest or anything like that. 
Uh, that'll be really interesting because, you know, that's their new hotness that they're working on. And I really would like to see it. Um, uh, Crimson1919 would like to say that he very much wishes they'd bring it to prevent uh, escalation. Escalation of what? It's Moondoggy! He said, if he doesn't have force to throw, I'm going to go apeshit. So, I mean, there you go. <laughs> I was phrasing it nicely, but you didn't let that go, Gonzo. It's all Gonzo's fault. Yeah. Gonzo always screws things up. All right, Gonzo. But uh, Trevi's going to be there with Breach Storm, of course. Yeah. You can go test those games out uh, and give him hell. Especially, like, uh, when are the bugs coming out? Because that's what I'm looking forward to. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a horse in that race. <laughs> I currently do not have a horse in that race either, but we'll see if it picks up locally. I might end up with a horse in that race. I'm happy my friends are uh, going to be demoing Wander the Cult of Barnacle Bay. That was the Kickstarter that has just been uh, being delivered. It's in the process of being delivered to homes around the world. Yep, we had those guys on. The board game. Oh, like the Dungeon Dog Ghost. That's coming out, too. They're getting delivered, too. Yeah, that's super cool. Jim is playing in the Song of Ice and Fire tournament. Oh, that's cool. interesting. Having, right. having never played an actual game of it and only having watched uh, battle reports about it. That's what I'm talking about, Jim. Sink or swim. Yep. <laughs> well, that's kind of how I feel about the Champions tournaments and stuff, because... Uh, I haven't actually played a physical game while I've played a lot of games on the app. It's not, it's just not the same because on the app there's things that are automated that you have to remember to do in the yep. physical yep. game. <laughs> so that should be entertaining. Yep. Um, I'm sure there'll be uh, lots of, uh, they usually have a couple of different uh, seminars and such from, uh, uh, companies didn't because uh, uh, GW, GW probably have one. FFG Thursday usually night. has one. Oh yeah, Fantasy Flight Games. Because they had one last year, which is when isn't that when they announced the uh, Superstar Story? Or was that Gen Con? Am I mixing this? Mm. I honestly don't know. It can't have been, uh, or was the Superstar Destroyer for Armada? Yeah, I don't remember. No. I can't remember uh, either. Uh, yeah, I don't remember when they announced that stuff. It had to be... Yeah, well, who knows? Hopefully they'll be there announcing stuff, because I'm kind of hoping to hear when the next uh, box set, uh, the next starter set for Legion comes out, because we're expecting the clones versus droids to be a starter set. And I kind of went over a slow grow for Legion, and I'm waiting on that news. I'm hoping that news comes out. Um, interested to hear what GW says, as always. Uh, Moondoggy mentions that Corvus has one at Depticon, Corvus Belly. Mm -hmm. They can usually get uh, someone big from Corvus Belly to show up, too. Maybe a Buster will show up. Uh, I do love Carlos. He is very amusing. Even if I don't follow that quite as much closely as I used to. Yeah, they always have a fun uh, new exclusive model. Yeah. Um... you did mention it was Gen Con they announced the Superstar Destroyer. Fair enough. Thanks, Trevi. Uh, I kind of got those streams crossed. Yeah, it happens. Uh, I know that, uh, what was it, at uh, Depticon last year, they in, uh, GW announced they, um, what's, the, what's the aquatic people? In, uh, the Deepkin? The Deepkin. That's where they announced the Deepkin last year. That's cool. I mean, people are hoping for yeah, a Death Space like Marine Codex. I'm kind of hoping to hear if those catachins are coming out or not, like I've heard rumors of. 
Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a soft spot for You know what I'm really interested in 40k wise? What? Um, the tournament. Because last year, the tournament, um, they, I won't say they have controversy, but there's always... Oh, the live stream of the championship? Yeah, there's always something that goes on, or people that go weird with it, where, you know, slow play and all that stuff, and they started that introducing... That happened at LVO, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But to me, Adepticon... is open for those that don't know. To me, Adepticon is the place where you go for 40k and where you know the 40k tournaments and they're the ones that kind of make all the changes and decisions so i'm kind of curious of what's going to happen um if there's going to be something going on if they change up if they do death clocks because that's something that people they've talked about doing uh chess clocks for which is hilarious honestly Uh, because it's funny that they're sort of going that way and i think pp needs to move away from chess clocks the regular uh, you know, just timer, time turns like it used to be. And it's just funny, huh. sort of full circle like that uh, with that one. And then another one going, we need to do this just to promote a little bit of, I don't know, fairness is a, weir- is a really horrible way of saying it. But yeah. Ha ha ha, Treffy goes competitive Warhammer is so cute and funny. Well, I mean, it goes to show what happens when you take a game that is made mostly just for shits and giggles, have some fun in your basement, play some games, your local gaming store, and you go tournament rules. It requires a lot of extra stuff. Yeah, it'll be interesting because that's usually where some of the things start going on and going strange where, you know, they're like, oh, so-and-so, so-and-so, he got one turn in the championship. But this is also the tournament where they tend to figure things out. Correct. That's the reason why I'm very interested in it this year. Because the other one's like, oh, no, no, this isn't going to go on like this. This is going to happen. Yeah. That's the reason why I'm very interested in that. Um, and I'm kind of curious to see how it's going to go. Because uh, so we are talking to somebody, and they brought it up. And they were like, because money is on the line. Um, and that kind of is what's going on with it. Makes people crazy. Yeah. But... There is something different about Adepticon than all the other conventions that most everybody, some people complain about and some people are happy with it. Um, and that is Adepticon requires fully painted. So, Kathy, oh, where, yeah. did that, where did that decision come about? Because that's, that's, that's kind of interesting. You know what? It's, it's always been that way since, uh, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure the first going. year it was all fully painted, too. Yeah, over over ten years ago, we started going, uh, and it it was always fully painted. And I was a paint judge for the Warhammer Fantasy tournaments back then, which really fun job. Incidentally, getting to look at all of the armies and watch them and judge them. Uh, but no, it was it was fun, and we had a, a good gang of folks walking through the tables and doing the judging and they had a really they had a rubric they had like a scale and a paper and you basically graded it mm-hmm. up to a certain point where then it became more subjective uh, but up to a certain point everybody had the chance to get you know so many points towards their overall score for the tournament 
So, you know, if, if you want the maximum points, but you don't necessarily care about winning best painted, well, now, you know, as long as you paint it, basically, and then do, do a little bit of something for shading and highlighting, you're golden. Yeah. Really, you get maximum points. Well, I know that, you know, some people scoff at that just because it's like, well, you're telling me what to do with my army. And I'm like, well, it's their convention. They can tell you what to do with their army. Honestly, you, you know, you can paint your army, you know, and someone did, like uh, Hello Kitty and have pink Necrons. Yep. Which was fantastic. And nobody's telling you how to paint them. They're just telling you. You have to paint them Correct. if you want to participate in the tournament. Otherwise, there's plenty of other conventions, plenty of other tournaments, plenty of other events where you can take your, you know, plastic non-primed models, you know, to go have fun. So I was hoping you guys wouldn't bring this up because I'm on firmly on the opposite fence. Um, while I have no problem with certain events being fully painted, like if you're playing in the 40K Championship, yeah, for fuck's sake, bring your painted models. There's a lot of tournaments you should, but other than that, it's an exclusionary thing, and we cannot be exclusionary in a niche hobby. If I'll tell you what, though. People, it's it's just bad. It starts it, it starts noble, and they have no ill intentions. I know a lot of the guys involved in there; they have no ill intentions. They just want to represent the best of the hobby, and I understand that. But it's a slippery slope. I think they're handling it well. I, I just. I always hope against hope that it doesn't start to become too much because you, you get fractitious and you don't want that. Well, I mean, when you have 160 people playing in uh, an Age of Sigmar tournament and they all manage to paint their models uh, and there's people on the waiting list for it, I don't think there's going to be a problem. I mean, it's, it's just it's one of... You know, it's if, not you that problem. if you want to play it, that's you what the just... tournament's a problem with. It's it's for other stuff. You start to get exclusionary. You you really, it's it's a bad precedent to set. But I I'll tell you, I have space. I have judged armies where not every model was painted, too. I have I have judged armies where there were people <sighs> who just had a unit or two that were just bare plastic. Did they get the maximum paint score? No. No. But they were still allowed to play. Good, good. That's, I just don't. I don't ever want it to become that because that is a slippery slope that leads to terrible things. Elitism, old, the old, the old, uh, the old guys' club, which happens a lot in gaming in general. And we don't want that. See, and, and I don't think of it as elitism. I mean, seeing, seeing. Uh, no offense to some people who paint their models for Adepticon, but seeing some of the paint jobs, you know, all they're looking for is a three-color minimum. Which sometimes well, is you primer. Said that now you have to go and add, you know, some washes and some shading. You're adding stuff to people who maybe don't want to do that. That's not you what they get. You don't have to. If, if it all depends on, you know, if you care about the soft scores or do you want to just win best general, then it doesn't matter. That's a that's another whole other category of soft scores being. I have no problem with best painted being a being an award and all that stuff, but. Um, I don't really necessarily in the, the main tournament have a problem with overall being factor in painting, but this is a game we are playing. It should be about the game, less about the painting. But 
Neither here nor there. This is a discussion we could have all day long. I, I don't think they've gone wrong yet. I uh, uh, Alan Blunt on Facebook mentions that banning unpainted does shrink player pool, and that is potentially a problem. Not a problem for an event like them. I just don't ever want it to become a problem. So uh, I always way, keep an eye on that. I just want to say hi, Alan. I hope you're at Adepticon this year because I want to hug you. Oh, I don't know. He's uh, He's got a plan to do some stuff. I don't know if it involves going to Adepticon. Maybe he'll let us know. <laughs> uh, oh, so Trevor had a quick question while we're on the topic real quick. What do people think about using whether your army is painted or not as a tiebreaker for, for final placement? I have no, no problem. No, I don't. I, I don't no know. At all. Uh, final placement. It, it, as long as it's advertised beforehand, it's, it's just as good as any other way of figuring it out. I mean... My, my problem with that is, are you talking about, hey, is it fully painted? Or, hey, yeah. is someone a better painter than someone else? Because no, no, fully painted. Absolutely yes. not. It would just be, is it red? Is it, or is it, or if you're doing like three color minimum as a requirement for bringing models. But honestly, I think I would stick to just using it for soft scores and not have it, have it well, be something that's a tiebreaker. Soft scores affect actual placement. So how is well. Well, that's, yeah, really, that's yeah. the discussion we're having. It's like I said, they're not doing it wrong. I feel like they do a good job of trying to keep it there, and like I said, their heart's in the right place with it. It's just one of those things that we all need to be cognitive against, uh, cognitive of, just because it could end poorly, and I don't well, want it to end poorly yeah. ever. Well, the one thing it, what's interesting is going back on the painted thing. This uh, tournament or I want to say tournament, this convention also is the, and I consider the largest and most prestigious painting competition also, uh, which is the crystal brush. Those should be separate. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, it, it well, is. The crystal brush is a whole separate different thing than yeah. any war game. Yeah. But we've had a crystal brush at uh, drop zone back in the day and yeah. it was totally separate from our war machine events and everything. Yeah, it is. I'm cool just saying have, that is, and it's a very big prestigious thing about it. And, I like that there is a prestigious type, uh, I won't say tournament, but competition. But I know that at one time last year, there were people complaining about it because, hey, Trevi, I got all the cats put together. They're going in here so I can put them so people can play with them. Um, that it's gotten to be a popularity contest lately. Um, uh, what has? I'm sorry. The Crystal Brush has gotten to be a popularity contest. At one well, anytime you have online, anytime you have online voting, correct. That's what you're going to get. Correct. Uh, which I think is interesting because uh, I technically, I don't want to say technically, but I I would actually love to see it just judged by judges and not mm -hmm. by anybody. A in particular. lot of people would like it to see to be judged by just judges. A lot of people. I agree. There is a little bit of. Uh, popularity contest in that too but it is less 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 so they correct they are always all the judges i've ever seen for crystal brush or gold demon or anything are willing to step outside even though they know the guy they know he paints well step outside and actually critique and look at but newcomers you know, coming it and it's it's true i mean every every model that's won crystal brush has absolutely deserved to they've been amazing pieces it's not like a bunch of people voted up some you know you know, something, you know, my friend who's never painted before put in just because, you know, they all upvoted it. It's not like that. No, 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 no. There's, the people that have won, 
definitely were great solid painters. It's just, I would personally myself, I would love to see that go away. Um, and I, I, I would rather have people that are judges doing that than letting that little score from popularity get into the factor. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's always been, uh, I mean, years ago in the midst of time, it was the rogue demons. So it was kind of a sort of a knockoff of the golden demons. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and people felt like they could put their, you know, stuff that they've painted for their armies in, you know, in the contest and stuff. But, uh, Simon decided they wanted to, you know, to run a, a spectacular miniature painting competition. And, you know, that's what they've been doing. And they get people in from all over the world. And their forum, you know, the Cool Mini or Not forum on, uh, you know, look it up. <laughs> the cool mini or not forum that's where you judge other people's models and it always has been you post pictures mm -hmm. of your models and other people judge them and that's always how it's been and so that is part of the competition it is uh but there's also a lot of money behind that painting competition too uh, mm -hmm. that's the reason why it's pretty prestigious and people you, you know, know they, they've they've kind of cut back on that though i have to say that oh have they their prizes are are different than like when they first started. It was uh, ten thousand dollars for the overall winner, uh -huh. and for the second place it was five thousand, and for the third place it was one thousand. And now it's different, what and I don't remember exactly how because uh. I don't really. You know, it's funny as a miniature painter, you would think I would pay attention to that, but I really don't. I I am not a competition painter. So, um, to be fair, Kathy, I have accepted entries to Golden Demon multiple times. Not everyone who enters them gets a bit of miniature painters either. <laughs> Actually, I've had all sorts of kids who bring me models that have no place there, and I smile and take it and put it right next to the rest of them with the rest of them because, you know, back when they had games, he's proud of that. North it's all America, good. Yeah, fair. They, uh, I did put my share of entries in, and I did win my share of. Uh, trophies, but that was, you know, a long time ago, and I feel like I, I don't require the accolades anymore. Yeah, they only go so far. But in any case, back to Adepticon. What else do we uh, expect or hope to see there after our little? Uh... Um, there is something that we do need to talk about Adepticon that I think is uh, really cool, uh, which I didn't know of until my second time there because I was there. Pizza? Is it pizza? No, it's not pizza. It's probably pizza. I've already had the pizza. I was done with it. Italian pizza. beef sandwich. No. Whoa. There's one that's really, pizza. really cool, and you get to Don't hang out, and you get to chill, and you get to do whatever you want. Gosh, where could that be? Oh, Banyan says Lou's Pizza. Lou Malnati's, I bet. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about, Banyan? The Lou Malnati's. Been there, done yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I think what we're really talking about is the awesome thing of Fort Wapple. The Hobby Lounge? Also, the Hobby yeah, they do call it Fort Wapple. So if people ever say so-and-so's over at Fort Wapple, they mean the Hobby Lounge, which is under the escalators in the hotel, uh, next to the Hobby Seminar Rooms. Which is a great place to go and just 
take a break. Um, going back to the Adepticon, taking a break is a must at conventions. Yes. And that's what uh, Alan Blunt said he was going to miss the most since he's not going to be there. He's hanging out in the painting lounge and all. Yeah. Hitting out and just uh, chilling at the painting lounge and just, and also like upstairs. They've got some really cool stuff right upstairs above that painting they lounge. They have a bar right upstairs above and a coffee shop. Yeah. Because there's, oh. there's like some really <laughs> comfy couches around some chairs and tables that you can just chill and relax. Yeah. And there's a gas fire there. It's very cozy. Yes. Um, that was one thing I was like, uh, yeah, uh, that need to go disappear for a few minute, minutes. So um, that was another thing. Um, other thing, so if you go, make sure you go check out the painting area and hang out with some of the painters because everybody is usually really chill and really good and really nice. They just want to hang out and paint and talk and do stupid stuff. Yeah, so. that's right, Bainy. The one, two, three roll. That's every oh, yeah. day, though. One shower, two meals, and at least three hours of sleep. <laughs> Doubly so at a con, because there are other people around. Yes. If if I'm at home all day, and I'm not going out, I don't need to go one, two, three. I do whatever I want. I'm at home. But, Xander yeah. says, I've really enjoyed hobby rooms that allows me to focus on painting while still being a little social. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of people that do that. Alcohol and coffee in the upper realm. In all caps, he's shouting it. And if you know I Alan, will, I will show. miss you, Alan. I haven't seen Alan in years. Pretty much since he moved away, unfortunately. But in any case, uh, I am actually going to try and go to Adepticon next year. I have Ditto. to get stuff in but we'll see. Fingers crossed. Definitely going to try next year if it's a right if it's around um, the right time. The right they time. They did move it this year because my uh, so actually another funny joke note is that. My coworker who sits next to me, uh, her husband wants to go, and we might try and work something out where we split a room or something. Oh, yeah. Yes, 100%. Benian says, you, social. Like, being social. Well, oh, have you I mean, met what Benian? if social, what if social, I've not met Benian, are you kidding? Wait, exactly. I haven't, have I? No, you haven't. Uh, what if it, uh, being social included playing Zombicide? You might get him for that. You know, because that's one of, I'm going to bring it. I bring it every year just in case. Just in case. You know, it's like 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, and you just need to, you know, unwind. Kill zombies with friends. Oh, I forgot about one other thing. Kill zombies with friends. One other thing I thought was really cool about Adepticon, and that is the um, player. Um, uh, sell table, whatever they call, where players sell their, where attendees get to sell their own stuff. Oh, the bizarre, bizarre kind yeah. of a. Uh, it's a uh, late night after the tournaments are over up in the, Upper up day. in one of the hallways where people can just unload their old, you know, their miniatures and stuff that they don't want anymore. Yes. So people just selling off their stuff to other people who want it. Yeah, which was really I I got some good deals uh, last year. I got two units of Iron Fang Pikemen and a bunch of other Kador stuff for like twenty bucks, and I was like, "Yep, definitely like that part." So there's a lot of cool also, things. Also, there is now an app for Adepticon. Yep, the the mobile app for Adepticon 2019. It has. They're not calling it Adepticon. 
<laughs> no, thank goodness. Uh, important information for all the things that you want to do or find. And I think it has a map, so it will tell you how to get to the places that you need to go and, and everything. I think that will be a... Uh, well, last year, um, for the people that didn't go, you had an app, uh, I can't remember what it was called, uh, that did that. But at first, we weren't going to get the um, um, Dark Ages starter set and books, and they came in late, and we got a message through that app saying, hey, guys, they're in. You can come and get your stuff now. Yeah. Um, which was I thought was interesting um, when that happened. I think last year there was some terrible weather that was uh, stalling people from arriving at the convention, yep. and and yes. those those people were some of the people. And so, yeah, there was there's a lot of people delayed last year by weather on the first day. It's making pew pew noises. Is that how the the sound effects go, Trevi? Is it? <laughs> Is he doing it right, Trevi? <laughs> I don't know what Tony's got there. He's, he's shaking too much for me to tell. I could what is happening? I, this is what being crazy feels like. <laughs> I'm working on the... Whatchamacallit, guys. The no Homeworld Confederacy. Homeworld Confederacy. Oh, Beanie on. I would play Pandemic with you. I like that game. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I'm running out of, I'm out of alcohol. Oh, no. Uh, A tragedy. Too early. Too early to run out of alcohol. Um, so, what else are we hoping for? I mean, we've talked about some seminars we hope happen, and you know, uh, announcements and all, and tournaments and all. Um, I don't know if my buddy L. Marshall's going. I hope he is because he goes to the uh, team tournament every year. Team Handsome every year. Um, he and uh, some other friends of mine. Uh, sounds like a great time. I'd like to go and, and check that out too. But we will see. Well, I know. Um Hopefully there's going to be, I know usually a lot of people bring, you know, special edition models or, you know, the, the cool stuff that nobody, you know, the early stuff. PP usually brings things that are um, six months in advance, a couple of things. Yeah, anything uh, they got ready to go, yeah. Arena Rex, I know, brought some extra <clears throat> stuff, uh, which I'll be playing a game of that this week because one of my oh, friends snap. that is going to Adepticon wants to play in the Arena Rex tournament. I'm like, cool. Uh, he's He wanted some practice games. So I'm like, cool. I'm going to bring my Arena Rex stuff out. Which, guys, if you haven't played Arena Rex and you want a very quick, fast, and fun game, this is it. Uh, it's another and it doesn't one. take many models either. No. It's another kind of skirmish type of game. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting because that's what everything seems to be going towards, mostly. Well. We, we had this discussion. It's easier to yeah. multi into skirmish games, harder to multi into army games. Yeah. Yeah. And if your skirmish game is a gateway that leads to an army game, so much the better. Yeah. I mean, are you talking about Kill Team, Shadespire, Night Vault? Which one? <laughs> Perhaps. All of Perhaps. All of the above. So. I got that down to science. But yeah, look, just looking to see what, what comes out of there. You know, always, always some interesting news there. I love how. In the, the electronic age we live in, the internet age, that if they have exclusive stuff at the convention, they announce it, and you can purchase that exclusive stuff on their website. Yeah. Which, Which is great. I still have a Warsaw Studio B that they sold at Epticon two years ago uh, for Infinity. I haven't put it together yet, but you know, I have a bunch of Infinity Train I haven't put together yet. 
Should probably get on that. As soon as uh, I get done painting my models. Kathy, aren't you doing a tournament at Dipticon this year, or is that just Gen Con? I'm I'm playing uh, Age of Sigmar Champions, the card game that we talked about last episode. Yes. So I play Fusion is going to be at Adepticon. They're going to be running demo games so other people can can find out how much fun it is. And they're also running tournaments. Uh, First Strike, I think, which is going to be using cards from the new set that isn't released yet, maybe. We might get a sneak peek at Savagery cards, which are coming out April... Somewhere between the 5th and the 8th. I, I can't remember. Yeah, it's like right after Adepticon. Yeah. Weird that you wouldn't release it at Adepticon, but I guess sometimes you just can't. You know what? I think they didn't really know the power of the dark side. Uh, I don't think they really knew what Adepticon was until some of us were like, Hey, you going to be at this convention? This one where there's like a bajillion fans of... Uh, Warhammer. It, that's probably what they weren't banking on, the power of that, as opposed to, well, it's a miniature convention or a card game, maybe not the right place to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were at Las Vegas Open yep. because that's a, a big 40K draw, and uh, which is funny because it's Age of Sigmar, but it, either way, you know, there is crossover. There is crossover from, you know... Antarctica. <laughs> Oh, Trevi. Oh. Um, hey, before well, we go too far, I wanted to talk to Trevi for a second. Trevi, um, these models, um, the you have some models that have you know the hand on the gun, and you got an arm and an arm, and you put them on the body. I will say, yeah, the joints. Usually, that is such a major pain in the ass to put together. But the shoulder joints that he's done on these, they only go one way, but. It makes it so it's so much easier to put these guys together. You know, I have to agree with that because the uh, the metal cat person one, the Jren Thrar one that I put together that had a spear. Usually, when you have two separate arms that are that have both the hands holding onto a spear, it's really difficult to to line them up. And yes. and that model went together really easily. I was actually surprised. <laughs> yeah. They're usually Gonzo, always a pain. What material are they made out of? Uh, Crimson wants to know. What are they made out of? Yes. Uh, it's a resin. It is a little bit brittler than the typical resin. It kind of, kind of like the night model. I don't know if there's a particular type of what it's called, but if you ever done a night model stuff, it's kind of like that. You mean Tra- Batman miniatures game, right? The Batman miniatures game, yes. Batman miniatures game, night models, not a night model. Correct. Oh. Night night models. Uh, Trevi's in the thing. Trevi, what are they technically? Is it made out of? Um, He's over in Facebook uh, chatting away. Yeah, uh, sculptors with us, and they're taking good notes from other uh, companies because uh, uh, Corvus Belly's been doing some of this with uh, Infinity, and uh, it looks like these are actually even better than those, which is good because those are pretty good. But there's a little bit of play in some of them that makes it occasionally a little awkward. Yeah, they're. I mean, they. It. You can't be too rough with these because you know that it'll snap off um especially the cats and stuff uh their spears you have to be kind of careful with them um but they've got great detail uh, the detail's really good you can tell you know all the armor pieces 
Uh, you can tell definitely uh, the ridges and stuff. Uh, he says with little green stuff, you can swap arms pretty easy. Um, but um, it's it's kind of what, what Knight models their Batman miniatures and the Harry Potter miniatures is, is made out of. Uh, resin, but a little bit brittle. You just got to be... Just don't go throwing them around or whatever and be careful with the, the long pieces. This just in. Don't go throwing your models around and they won't break. <laughs> oh, you guys. Damn it. They're definitely <laughs> not hard plastic. I can throw around, but... Uh, I mean, look. This, this guy. This guy? It'll be fine. Hey, uh, Trevor, while you're in here, when are we going to see um, the bug models? And when do you expect them to come out? You're really on about those bugs. Oh, the I bugs have got I... some cool rules. Yeah, the bugs have got some cool rules I like. I can tell, but come on, man. Give him a break. Now I'm going to bug him. That's kind of my job. Give him shitola. He'll say it whenever he can. Um, so what what time is it, by the way? Uh, it's pretty much uh, uh, media time. Media time? Media time? Excellent. Probably a good time to thank all of our sponsors, too. Mechanica Studio, Tectonicraft Studios, Arky Dan, specifically for the media section, and everything else. And then, of course, Views on Minis in general, because uh, they've been really awesome to us. Yeah. Also, guys, uh, if you buy anything from Views, make sure you uh, use the discount code more than dice. Um, it is, uh, we'll give you a 10% discount on anything you buy there. Um, on top of that, uh, go to our webpage and you can check out and buy our zones and our measuring sets and our tournament set. Uh, that money comes tracker, to us. Yep. Yep. Comes to us, which we are trying to update and get better equipment. Uh, so we have less issues. Um, we need and for those of you guys playing not necessarily War Machine Hordes, we are thinking about packaging stuff in different ways. We just need uh, to sort of get through what we got and then figure out what we're going to do with them. Some people have mentioned they want like multiple flags to use for 40k and all because mm -hmm. they're very cool flags. Yes, they are. Um, also, if you like everything and you want to help us out and support us, uh, you can support us on Patreon too. Um, let's switch over to media. Media, I play... Media... Oh, Party time, excellent. Uh-huh. It's really dark in my like room right now. I feel like we need this little, uh, you know. Ooh, it's dark. Gonzo's like in a horror movie. I'm trying. Make smart to... decisions, Gonzo, in a horror movie. Um, I'm oh, going to run, spooky. run towards the guy with the chainsaw. That's that's, like, that's what I would do. Let's be honest. Best, unless you're planning on doing a drop kick. I will drop kick him. I mean. So, guy, guy's got a chainsaw and a, and a clown face. I will absolutely be running towards him to try and make friends. <laughs> Especially with um, clown faces. I have no, I have no judgment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very well. It's like that commercial. Anyways. <clears throat> Media section. Uh, I think... Kathy, how many things do you have? I have nothing. I nothing. I, today I spent the morning watching old German detective shows on uh, MHZ. Dot, uh, dot com. So yeah, no, not really anything to talk about. Hey Ronald, how you doing? Ronald's one of the few people who shows up for my uh, Monday through Thursday hobby streak uh, streams. 
Um, oh, we got some uh, more people jumping in just for the oh, for the uh, media section, which is cool. Woohoo! It's Adam. Hey, um, Adam. Gonzo, you have like 17 things to talk about, so you should probably start. I have 73 things to talk about. Specifically. And it's just in time for our media section where we talk about all of the movies uh, and TV shows that we've seen and books we've read and music we've listened to. Yeah, I got three things to talk about. Two movies and then uh, something from YouTube. And I've got nothing. I... You have German detective shows. I, I won't talk about those, though. <laughs> They're old okay. and subtitled. Um. Alright, so let's go with this. I've been... Working on this one series, um, and I've been working on The Order, which is a Netflix show, um, and it's about mages and werewolves. Um, I finally finished the entire series, or season, I should say, because it's supposedly coming back for a season two. Um, I'm a big sucker for werewolf, vampire, you know, mage type thing because of the old, you know, white wolf stuff, uh, vampire the masquerade and such, and I was like excited for it. And, you know, I'm watching it, and I'm like, I'm happy. And then some of the actors open their mouth, and then I'm sad. Ah! Ah! Oh, oh! I was hoping that might be good. Um, it's, there are some scenes I'm like, yeah, this is a really good episode, and then someone opens their mouth and says this line that is shitty. And it's like, really? Who wrote this? It's like, it's like they got to get someone to write really good, and then all of a sudden... They hired a 12-year-old that's, you know, going through a hormonal stage of, you oh, know... Oh, it's like uh, it's a it's, CW program? Uh, not it, not that. It's just, uh, It was just so bad. Kathy being brutal over there. That's awesome. It does have a CW feel to it. It does have a CW vibe. There is some really cool things that happen in it. There's some really cool story. And then every once in a while, the, mu- the, the mood just gets bad. And I mean real bad. And I'm just like, damn, guys. And there's some characters I do like. Uh, yeah. the, the main character is not my favorite character. Um, so is it like, how bad? Are we talking like, does it go from like solid watchable to Twilight? Or solid watchable to Atlantic Rim? Um, solid watchable to Twilight. Okay. Um, the werewolves are really cool. They've got the, they've got a, n- a nice, neat story. They got a cool story. They, the special effects were really good. They look like werewolves or not, you know, derpy or anything. Um, they're, you know, they're kind of generic, um, in, in the, in the sense, um, the people that are werewolves, they're, they've got this cool thing going on. I like who they are. I like what they do. Um, I like everything about them. The mages are your typical, you know, secret society, casting spells they hit on both groups quite a bit uh just some of the lines they write are just total trash and i i'm like damn if you could have cut out that one little part you would have had me um i'm not care if there's a second season or not wow um if they do which they're when i saw last i saw they are and i'm like okay second season cool yeah um but I'm not going to be upset if I don't get to see it. Huh. I'm sure I'll watch it because it's going to come out and so I can give a good review and hopefully they'll do better this time. Um, especially with the writing. Um, there was some twists at the end. You kind of saw it coming and, you know, everything. There was... Unless the... they hire new writers and fire everybody else, then no. Well, but there's only certain scenes and there's only certain lines that were bad. 
Um, but I know that I will say the last scene um, and the last bit before the show is over, there's a um, song that is played. And it's a remake of an 80s song. And I'm going to look it up real quick because I totally forgot to pull it up before we did this. Um, and it, uh, it must have been Love by Kathleen Edwards. Uh, that plays at the end a very very slow you know sad version of the song and it really set the tone at the end and you were like fuck that sucks um that's, that's a reasonably hey, sad Alan song at the normal uh correct the normal pace when Roxette plays it and it's, it's slower and sadder Jesus. yes and so the ending was a good ending but there's just these little small parts in it that are like really guys yeah, we knew that. Oh shit! Damn it! You had they to, say need to that. get David Mamet in there to hire some to do some dialogue for him. Uh, it's just I was just like upset. Some believe. people are are great at plot, but rubbish at dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Just wasn't happy. It did have a CW vibe, um, but so I just I need to interrupt right here. I just saw Alan Blount's comment. Ooh, Kathy Wapple. Did you not know it was me? <laughs> Oh, Ronald I, also asked, how's, how's Tiny Kathy? That's why and Tiny Kathy is, is looking forward to Adepticon and seeing all of the other people's tiny people. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Alan, that's why I was like, I will I would hug you if you were at Adepticon, but I'll miss you since you're not going to be there because it's me, Kathy Wapple, and you know me. I'm not just some, you know. I think she knows both of us. So, in any case, Gonzo, um, shots are cracking. That was old school. Space Herpes. Space Herpes, like two and a half. Two to two and a half. It would sound like a three, but two and a half, okay. Maybe two and a half to three. It's just pushing it. There's just like scenes or lines that you're just like, shit, shut the hell up. Go to the good stuff. Cringing. Yeah. That you just cringe at. Um,. If you don't like CW-style shows, you're not going to like it. Um, okay. You're, it, you'll just fall right out of it. Um, so, Archeon says on our on our Twitch, if you like comic book shows, you have to try and watch Doom Patrol. It's so much better and yep. fun than the Arrow universe already. Yep. I, I would, but I don't want to have to pay for another service just to watch more shows. Yep. I don't watch all the shows that are on the services I have. <laughs> They need to get on somebody else's Wait, service. Well, that's not a Netflix. No, it's no. on uh, the DC one. You have to buy it separately. Oh. I hear the stuff yeah. on it is very good, and all these, some of these, if, as they add more stuff, it could be really worth it. But until they do, it's like I just, I don't quite have that much disposable income. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even with uh, Discovery, and I would love to watch that because I'm a Trek fan. Yeah. yeah, I kind of want to too, but uh, I just can't bring myself to. Especially not for someone who, for a company that should know better, because they ain't offering shit. So, um, so two and a half, maybe three. I'm just sad. Just sad. Fair I'm enough. Sad. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Telling a torch, yes, bad, bad arcan, but fair enough. Um, so I have two movies in a YouTube to go through. Uh, uh, one of the movies is modern. Uh, actually, neither of the movies are set in modern times, but one of them is actually an old movie. I'll start with that one. Uh, I watched Hard Boiled since my buddy uh, the Jason finally returned my copy of it after borrowing it for <laughs> many years and not watching it. Which is the worst part about borrowing it for many years is not watching it. So, 
Uh oh. Well, I might be able to see it. Alan might help me out with the Doom Patrol. I, that's interesting. I might think of turn out. But uh, Hard Boiled is Hong Kong cinema, John Woo directed, starring Chow Yun Fat. Uh, it is definitely, I would call it the pinnacle of heroic bloodshed, but if you told me the killer was instead, I would not argue too hard with you. Because I do love both those movies. And the whole plot of this movie is basically uh, arms dealers in Hong Kong before the British took back over, so 80s, mid-80s. And Giant Fat is the main character, a uh, Hong Kong police detective named Tequila, or nicknamed Tequila. Mm -hmm. You don't actually get his full name because it's not fucking necessary. And he is just sort of like, there's not a lot of character growth through these movies. There's more about the spectacle of what they're doing uh, than any sort of character growth in this movie. But it was a great introduction for Western audiences to the wonder that is Hong Kong Heroic Bloodshed and super fun. Uh, you'll notice actors here or there because, you know, they're in Jackie Chan movies and what have you. It's a small pool of people over in Hong Kong they use. And the whole point is he's investigating this uh, arms dealing, and there's another guy who is actually a cop, but he has to pretend to be a triad assassin to try and get in and get all the information the cops need. And it's worth them finding out about each other, teaming up, and taking them down. For the most part, this whole movie is predicated upon three main action scenes. There's an intro where there's a gunfight in a... Uh, Sort of a tea house that also lets you have birds in there. So there's lots of birds and bird cages and all that. Apparently it's a thing they do. And then the second one is this fight in a warehouse. It's, it's sort of multi-layered. It starts off bad guys versus bad guys. It's very one-sided with the one bad guy scene side winning. And then Giant Fat attacks the other bad guys by himself and... Like, kills many, 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 many dudes. It is completely out of control. And then the final fight scene is like a 45-minute fight in a hospital. Including, uh, which up until, I guess, about 10 years ago, was the longest continuous scene in film. Uh, with no cuts. That was like six minutes and change of them fighting through some hallways... And what's so great about it is they actually go into an elevator at a point, you know, with the camera and all that, and, like, they're moving, while everyone outside furiously cleans up the set and sets up for the next part of the scene. Good night, Alan. It is great. Um, I love the movie. It's super awesome. If you want realistic, you have come to the wrong fucking place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure in the first scene he grabs two 9mm or whatever with about 10 to 12 rounds of magazine and probably fires about 45 out of each. Sweet. <laughs> but it is a hoot. It is great. Um, I love it. It is slightly dated, so if you don't have the nostalgic love that I do for it, you may not like it quite as much. But uh, I give it... Yeah, I'm going to give it zero space herpes. Giant Fat gets no space herpes in this. It is fucking awesome. <laughs> it is, like I said, I consider it the pinnacle of that particular genre, at least of what I've seen. After they started moving to America, I didn't see as much. They didn't import them as much. But I love that. I love the killer. Um, and Giant Fat is great. It goes to show how if you get a good actor with good screen presence, he can just carry a fucking movie, and he does. Um, 
doesn't get too silly. It doesn't get too silly at any point, just unrealistic. But uh, very amusing. Uh, I suggest checking it out if you haven't. Um, I know that you've got one big one that you want to talk about. Um, and I've got four more to go. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to combine a couple of them together. Um, sure. Star Trek Discovery, uh, still solid. Um, if you're not watching it, I'm sorry. And you can't watch it, I'm sorry. It's still good. Um, Ricky Gervais has a new series out. It's only six episodes. And it's uh, 30 minutes of each. It's called Afterlife. The story is about a guy that lost his wife. And it's a dark comedy. Of course, dark British comedy. Um, so it's really morbid at times. Um, and, uh, if you like, uh, Ricky Gervais, you're going to like this. Um, I thought it was okay. So, you know, one and a half, two space herpes type thing. Um, not bad, but I, I wanted more. Six episodes at 30 minutes is really short. Um, so I don't know if it's going to get more episodes or not. The way it ended was just fine. Um, I'm okay with it. Um, and the, I've got one I want to talk about a lot, but the one I watch, I watch Christopher Robbins, which I'm a huge Winnie the Pooh fan. Um, I loved it as a kid, everything, and to see Winnie the Pooh on, uh, live action, okay, it was kind of neat, special effects were really cool, um, all the animals making their appearance in live form were really neat. Um, there's some very good poo moments, uh, which we all we know is poo is a dim-witted, lovable person, um, and makes some of the greatest one-lines type thing in the show. But the show is very boring. And it's sad because, you know, it's got Obi-Wan Kenobi in it and Pooh Bear. I mean, how can you go wrong with that? Um, but I mean, it is, ooh, did John just go off air? I don't know. I think we might have lost him. Looks like we have. Um, but uh, it was very, very flat and boring. I was very upset with that. Um, I wonder if he can auto-connect. If not, we'll find out. Um, he'll text us in a minute. Um, I was very saddened that this movie was very flat and bleh. There was nothing about it that I liked. Um, story-wise, <laughs> it was Benian most... Benian says, don't look at me, not my fault. <laughs> okay, good. So, for overall, it was, it was okay, but it was very slow and very boring. You're just waiting for stuff to happen, and that was about it. Um, hey, Benyon, if he needs me to call him back, let me know. Um, but... I'm okay with it. I could have missed it, and I would have been okay with it. Now that's kind of sad because Winnie the Pooh is awesome. Um, so two and a half, maybe three. Um, other than that, uh, there he is, John Beck. Which is really silly because I could hear you guys up until the point where I switched uh, from one to the other uh, camera network. Oh, whoops! <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Um, no, no, but it was. I blame Banny on it, even though he said it wasn't his fault. So, skip it. I really, if you're a Winnie the Pooh fan, skip it. You and McGregor fan, skip it. Um, okay, that's too bad. I'm going to give you the last bit of this, John, because I know that you're going to want to talk. I'm pretty sure you got a lot to say about on Captain Marvel. Um, well, let me jump to my, my other one in real quick then for okay. like two minutes. 
Okay. Uh, it's a uh, YouTube channel called Film Joy. The show I watch, generally speaking, is called Movies with Mikey. He is amusing, goes really sort of deeper than you'd think, but not too deep on movies. And has a lot of wonderful things to say about movies and movie ideas. Um, just check it out. Um, I watched another uh, Netflix series, and that is Love, Death, and Robots. Um, about that. Love, Death, and Robots is 18 episodes. Each episode can range from between 5 minutes to like 20 minutes. Or very few are 15 to 20 minutes. Um, and I remember when this show was called Liquid Television on MTV. Okay, I'm with you now. I know what you're talking about. I got um, it is nothing but short stories and weird type things. Kind of like have a heavy metal vibe to it. Um, it is very adult. There is a lot of graphic violence, nudity, and sex. Um, there is some of the most amazing animation and art I've seen in a long time. Um it is incredibly good. If you're definitely not offended by any of that stuff, you have to watch it. Um, and just kind of a breakdown of you know some of the things. Like the first one, um, the first episode is about people, you know, monster fighting, and so like it's this, you know, kaiju fighting type stuff, and it's like really, really, really good. Um, Next one is about three robots after the apocalypse, and it is hilarious as shit. Um, uh, the Witness is a is one of the most beautiful animations I've seen in a long time, color wise. Um, very graphic. Um, there, there was only like two that were kind of like eh that I just didn't care about too much. Um, there were some that I could see being a full time series. Um, which, if anybody knows or remembers Liquid Television, that's where Aeon Flux came about. That's where Beavis and Butthead came about. So, um, I think this could really good. If you have the time, and like I said, each episode is between 5 and 20 minutes. So, you could binge watch quite a bit and still be pretty good. Um, there was one I just didn't care about. And then there was quite a few I was like, holy shit, this is good. Um... And, and, and you've got to watch a show where the title of the show is When the Yogurt Took Over. Um, it's just hilarious. Uh, well, that reminds me of the refrigerator episode of uh, Cowboy Yeah. Alternate Histories. There is some really, really good animation. Really cool styles. Really cool art. Um, just really good, guys. Uh, like I said, one of my favorites has got to be Three Robots. Um just because it's hilarious and the way it's done and the direction. Um, but uh, fair warning, it is very graphic. Uh, there's a lot of nudity. There's sex. Um, it's it's definitely an adult show. Um, and they don't hold any punches back on a lot of things. Um, there is a werewolf episode, which is really good. And then there they do mix some uh, live action and anime to get animation together. Uh, which if some people said that, um, what is the one, um, Ice Age, um, about a young couple that moves in an apartment and find a lost civilization hidden in their antique freezer, which was still pretty good. <laughs> um, go watch it. You will enjoy it. Um, 
just everything about it. There's a lot of twists and, you know, plots and all this other stuff that go on that you're kind of like Inception-style stuff going in. Um, I hope they make another season. I really would like a couple of these to be um, um, done into a TV series, uh, especially, um, what is it, uh, Shapeshifters. Um, it's about uh, Afghan two Marines with supernatural powers in Afghanistan. I was like, that was really cool. There's a lot of cool ones in here. Um, definitely go watch it. Just cue it up, sit back. And the thing is, you can't look away and do something. So this is what I was really happy about. I was actually glued and stuck to it and went through the whole thing. Um, everything that happened on it, super, super good. Zero space RPs at all. Um, definitely go watch it. All yours, John. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did we lose John again? Is he still there? No, he's there. All right. Because I, I could talk you. about okay, we can see. talk about one of my German shows. Yeah, he's here. Uh, so, obviously, the other one I saw was Captain Marvel. I saw it Monday with Not Brush Head Dave. And, uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. Let's just say that. Um, I did listen to your guys' review of it a little bit. And I wanted to say something, because it's also came up on Twitter, is I don't get where everyone draws the Superman parallels from. I don't get it. I think what the people do is they draw the parallel because it's an outer space alien that comes in and tries to have the but same type of style. Flying, super strong. She's human. I mean, you know. I would say... Honestly, she is very far from Superman as far as, I mean, aside from powers, the rest of it is very far from Superman because the the best note I saw is uh, Captain America keeps fighting because it's the right thing to do. She keeps fighting because fuck you, <laughs> which is, is true. And I've heard complaints. Now, there's a lot of negativity about this. Don't let it put you off. This is a very good movie. Yes. Very enjoyable the negativity is mostly people who have it's a them problem with the movie, not a problem with the movie. They didn't like something that didn't match up with their headcanon. Yeah. Or their closet sexists and don't and don't know what the hell they're talking about. I know Alan wasn't the biggest fan of it. He thought some of the male to female swaps in the movie were bad. I don't agree. I thought it was fine. Um uh, what else? Uh it was unfortunate someone came in and started cutting onions right next to me, right at the beginning, where they, they flap through the uh, Marvel thing. Uh, <laughs> yep. Stanley, instead of all the things, all of his cameos. Yep. Uh, yeah. Someone came in and started cutting onions. It was terrible. Um, that was good. Um, I did notice also in your guys' uh, review, someone mentioned that they should do CGI Stanley cameos. I do not think they should. That would be missing the point. It's like, um, He's gone. It's terrible, but it's... It's, well, it's the way it is. Yeah, I, it, I think that's it's going to be a thing um, I that think people are going to... he's got gonna... two more in the bag. I think he's got through Spider-Man Far From Home in the bag. Yeah, that's yeah. what I had heard was that he had done a... He had recorded a, a few more, so... But, yeah, I think he's okay. a friend of mine. He said something, was asking about that, if, if they were going to just CGI him like they did with Carrie Fisher. Yeah, no, it's it's okay if it's like an actual plot point like Harry Fisher. I actually think Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One, not to digress too much, really should have been recast because the amount of time he was in there. Yeah. Something short, 
CGI, thumbs up, long, now. And, and, and Cameo is the point of the Cameo is the Cameo, not... But, in any case, it was a very good movie. I liked the them placing it in the 90s. It really felt like the 90s. The soundtrack was great. It wasn't quite Guardian. A lot of people mentioned this, too, and I agree. It wasn't quite Guardians great with the placement, but it was good. It really made you feel like it was the 90s. And a lot of songs really gave you her personality. And it really spoke to me. Yes. Uh, good choices. Um, I've heard some people going like, oh, you know, someone even said this. Men aren't that bad, you know, because she had a lot of men doing really sexist things to her in the movie. I'm like, A, 90s, B, yes. Yes, sometimes we are. I am sorry. But it's there's a little bit of... Uh, if you will, that social justice warrior in there, but that's not the point of the movie. Uh, the point's actually much more political than that, as funny as it is. But a good point. Has uh, some good twists and plots in it. I don't want to give any away, so I'm trying, trying to be vague. Uh, uh, overall, uh, not brush head, Dave and I thought it was the second best Marvel origin movie. More funny than us agreeing on that was we don't agree what number one is. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks number one's Iron Man. I think number one's Captain America. Not that any of the three of these movies are bad in any way, shape, or form. Oh. They're all great, um, great introductions to characters. And I feel like it was just what we needed at this time. You know, I mentioned that, you know, it's no, no big secret that I'm not the biggest fan of Infinity War. Uh, having watched more movies with bittersweet endings recently and talked about a bunch of them, I. I felt like it missed the mark pretty heavily as far as that. Still a great movie, don't get me wrong. Still really good movie. But I think this was exactly what we needed. The only note to that was one of the post-credits, which is cool. And it has one of the best movie cats ever. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, and overall, just enjoyable and good. I look forward to seeing it again with my mom when it hits the cheap theater, because she's very interested in seeing it. Uh, I look forward to that. And... Uh, yeah, uh, very good. I give it uh, uh, much better than you two. I give it a half a space herpy. Wow. And that made you be a scroll transformed into a space herpy. I can't tell, but you never can. Yeah, I laughed. Albanian says laugh so hard at that cat. Yeah, me too. Um, I was yep. wondering how many cats are going to be named Flurkin yep. in the next or few goose. years. Or Goose. Yeah. After the second best wingman. <laughs> uh, and yeah. uh, and another note on the Marvel thing while we're on it real quick uh, if everyone didn't hear uh, Marvel did just rehire James Gunn for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 yep. yes did hear that yeah and from what I hear he is still doing the new Suicide Squad movie too so hey interesting uh, which Will Smith dropped out of by the way what's that Will Smith dropped out of the new Suicide Squad yeah but didn't they get like Idris Elba Instead. Yeah, then you get someone else. Uh, I mean, I like Will Smith, but Idris Elba is, in this kind of movie, is an upgrade. Oh, yeah. Because he will act the shit out of it, and he won't. they won't feel like he needs to be the focus of the movie, which, if we go back into Suicide Squad, is one of the problems with Suicide Squad, the biggest problem. Not that Will Smith is bad, far from it. Correct. It's they made him the focus of the movie when he shouldn't have been, but... Another here, another here. Hey, Case, uh, go see Captain Marvel. It's good. Yes, it is good for people that. All right. It is. And I believe that is our episode. We for are the day. at our two minute warning. 
Two minute warning, guys. We want to thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciate y'all doing this, um, hanging out with us, talking, having a good time, um, and just chilling with us. Uh, be on the lookout Monday and Thursday. Kathy will be painting live. I am on oh, spring break. She's so on I'm... Twitch. You're on Twitch. Yep, on Twitch. And then for everyone else, uh, Monday through Thursday, I try and do my hobby streak live at about nine nine thirty on Facebook. At night, whereas I stream in the morning. Yes, at night. Thank you, Kathy. <laughs> no, nine nine thirty. I'm at work at my desk grumbling. Yeah, well, not always grumbling. Sometimes grumbling. No one wants to assume, but yeah, thank you everybody for showing up. And if you have a topic you would like us to discuss, uh, definitely send us a whisper on Twitch or a message on Facebook. We'd be happy to hear from you. Yeah, I mean, we had a good little topic subtopic in, in the about uh, fully painted tournaments and events and all. It was actually quite interesting if you guys go through on the video version and take a look at the chat room. There's a, quite a bit of back and forth between everyone about that. It was, it was very interesting. Uh, also, I wanted to do say um, it is St. Patrick's Day. Make sure everybody gets home safe. Um, yep. Also, to a happy birthday to my friend that passed away, Kim. Uh, it is her birthday, and uh, I still miss her to this day. So please be careful. Please be safe out there, guys. Have a good night. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm Kathy. Good night. Bad Crimson, no. Should not be the next. Or, are you random about this? I don't know what I have to say to that. <laughs> we'll have to wait. No, man. Maybe you can do your own one, your own mini movies on it, John. Oh, yeah, because I keep giving you guys all the good topics for mini movies. <laughs> 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 I can give it a good topic, I got another recording. Damn it.